Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to this conversation on the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. Lisa and I are grateful that you're listening and have joined in. Uh, This is certainly a, a, a seasonal conversation between us. We've titled this podcast, Staying Connected uh, During the Holiday Season. For many of us, the holiday season can be uh, a, a wonderful, positive experience relationally, uh, but uh, for many of us, it can be a, a difficult season relationally. And so our hope today is to offer some insight, uh, some ways of being with one another in the midst of the holidays uh, that cultivate a sense of connection, uh, understanding, and awareness, uh, it, even even if some of the experiences with our family, extended family, uh, can be triggering, can be uh, bothersome, can be difficult. So this is certainly a, a seasonal conversation. And, and I think, you know, sometimes just having extended time with people, even though maybe we love our families and we look forward to having them over, but having extended time with them or maybe certain expectations that we're just going to have a really good time or, you know, they're all positive, maybe expectations, but it sort of um, takes a toll on our everyday regular connection. And sometimes we don't realize that's going to happen. And and all of a sudden we're in the midst of something busy and we're, we have people over and now we haven't really made a plan or we haven't had any communication up front. And so it begins to get really stressful between us. Mm -hmm. And what was meant to be a really playful, fun event can turn stressful really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then there are, of course, people that are, you know, situations and, and not people, but Yeah, I I think it's helpful to acknowledge that for some of us, many of us, we might have a difficult family member or two that is difficult for us to be around. Right, so it could be a sense of dread even before, as we think about it now. Dread's a good word. Yeah, for some of us, there is a sense of dread. And for some of us, there is a sense of delight and longing. So it doesn't mean that we have to be one in one uh, camp or the other, but often they're they're mixed. Often they're in mixed company, literally. Right, and it all has impact. Sure. It has impact, and it has impact on our marriage. And I think for many couples, especially for the ones that I that I work with during this season, it, it can be a, a tremendous, significant source of tension. Uh, wh- whose house do we go to? Uh, how long do we stay? Uh, w- 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 do we have to bring gifts or presents or housewarming gifts? Or there's there's a I wouldn't say endless list, but there's a constant list of questions and wonderings of. How are we going to do this season well? And I think that's a, if we pause for a moment, I think that's actually a very helpful question to ask of ourselves, is how are we going to navigate this season well? How are we going to be intentional about caring well for one another in the midst of busyness and distraction? Because this is where, for a good month, month and a half, this is where it so much can be triggered for us in our own story, again, especially when we're around family, particularly a parent or two. Uh, or siblings. Mm-hmm. And so there's a level of stress that, that is increased. There's a level of anxiety sometimes that increases. And and we want to say, of course, to that. That That is, uh, how could that not occur for, for many of us? That 
especially when we might not be around our family or extended family throughout the year or other parts of the of other parts of the year. Mm-hmm. Or and, and again, just even the expectation that you know everything's going to go well and we're going to have really good food and and everything's going to get prepared and just all the decisions and misunderstandings that can happen and along the way. There's just so much room for missing each other and um, not just not being present for one another. Mm-hmm. So I think Part we should of... start off with a story about one of our Christmas Eves <laughs> <laughs> that just came right to my mind. Yeah, well, you told me you wanted to share the story before we began uh, this episode. So uh, I'll just say that when for a number of years, uh, I'll say multiple years, when we would have our family over for gatherings during this season, whether that's Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, or others, when they would be with us for an extended period of time, there there would be one of us that the way that he might cope <laughs> would be to um, take care of things, finish projects, uh, but also take on new projects. And that has not always been a helpful way of, uh, I'll say, coping. Uh, for us relationally, what, what was it? Maybe three or four years ago. Uh, it could have been a while. Ah, I think it was more that. like maybe eight years ago, but because it was before we moved up here. But um, yeah, it's just kind of a f- funny little story. But I don't even remember. It's funny because it's about me. Well, what? no, because it's it's just funny. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't remember all the details of it, but I remember it was Christmas Eve, and um. My parents had come to town and we were just kind of doing our last minute preparations and but Steve was missing. We couldn't find Steve for a while and we went upstairs and he was he had taped off one of the kids' bedrooms and he was just getting ready to paint the whole entire bedroom. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just very... It seemed like great timing to me. I was very surprised. Like, did we yeah, talk I about I don't think it was surprised. Um, yeah, it was. it was just one of those kind of like what's going on up here? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it went that well. I think we had some, I don't know. I, I I think there was some turning on my heels and leaving the room. And There was some, we'll just say some disappointment yeah. and maybe some playful judgment or not so <laughs> playful. Yeah. Well, that story is a reflection of uh, many of us have ways that we cope with stress, with worry, with anxiety, uh, with tension, with uh, lots of people in the home. Uh, I tend to feel a bit more overwhelmed, I think, than you uh, in the midst of lots of people uh, yeah, for an extended period of time. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just a one-time isolated evening. It was a multi, I'll just say multiple days of being together. And and this is where, for many couples, this is a significant trigger point. This is a significant point of tension or conflict. Is how will we navigate well the moments with family? And we, we, each of us in our marriage, tend to cope at times differently with that stress, with that sense of feeling or being overwhelmed. But, but for again, for many of those of you listening, it is, a, a, is a, I would say, a, a time of almost euphoria, joy, like you love it, and that's wonderful. And, and a, the spouse or partner can be overwhelmed, significantly overwhelmed. And I think for me, that's often what happens. And so... I like to do projects. I like to paint yeah. walls, paint rooms. Uh, maybe not on Christmas Eve is helpful, but he, well, I, herein lies the tension is that we, we didn't talk about it. Right. And, and our invitation for those of you listening is how, how will you talk about 
how you navigate those moments well. What what does the other need? Right. Yeah, I think I I also remember the story well because I remember the conversation we had probably a few days later or maybe when the guests left. I don't remember, but it was one of these, what in the world, you know, what was going on? And so it really stayed in my mind because just what you were able to share with me that um, we were all and we tend to do this, we get real busy on Christmas Eve or even the day before that where we're doing all the last minute details and you just kind of feel left out. And that was just a new idea for me. I, I just didn't realize, you know, sometimes I, I'm one of those ones that just loves a lot of activity and a lot of last minute details. And so you were probably anticipating you guys are going to be all busy. You won't even probably notice that I'm doing mm-hmm. this up here. And I, and you just kind of wanted some space to do something. And so for you, it was a natural. Yeah, it seemed very natural to me. It was so surprising yeah. to me. And so I think that's why I remember it because it helped me have a really big window into of insight into what what you were feeling and what you needed. Mm-hmm. And um, But so at I, the same time, I would say over the last maybe few years, you have been able to name and put words to the need that is met for you. Uh, in being around family for an extended period of time, your need is different than my need, right? And and it, I I think I as well have gained some insight into oh yeah that that is so important to you to have it, and I wouldn't say extensive beyond extensive but extensive time with family and that it gives you life it gives you joy uh, you, you come alive when you're with family for the most part it. it it, it is part of your, I would say, your extrovertness. Like you really gain uh, a lot of enthusiasm, energy, yeah. and it is life giving to you. And whereas for me, it, it's it sometimes can be that, but not it's not the same. Right. So that I think what we are naming on behalf of our marriage, but also for those of you listening, is often we have different experiences and different needs are met by being with family, by being with others. Mm-hmm. And for many couples, this is this is where it tends to be a point of contention, even uh, a point of conflict. Where are you? Why, why aren't you here? Uh, wh- why are you upstairs painting the room? Uh, why'd you go to the store? Uh, how come you worked out for another hour? Like it's a, it. Those are actually ways we're trying to cope with what is not um, common for us. Mm-hmm. We're not around extended family for a prolonged period of time, mm-hmm. so it can be very disruptive. But it can also be very life-giving at the same time. Right. I think that might have really been a turning point for us to understand each other better. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until that point, I, I think for me, I wanted you to enjoy it as much as I did. And I wanted you to, oh, let's go enjoy this. Let's go shopping. Let's wrap the presents. Let's prepare the meal. And I was so excited about it that I wanted you to have that same feeling about it. And I think that was one of those um, putting a stake in the ground and saying, oh, we have a different experience and it's okay to have a different experience. Mm-hmm. And the more we can understand each other, the more we can actually bless the other's experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a real turning point for us. It was a turning point. And also the turning point, I think, is when I, we, and those of you listening, become aware of how, again, your own story tends to impact the two of you uh, in these moments of how you navigate holidays how you navigate family time i think for you it and you've named this it has seemed like uh holidays particularly thanksgiving christmas tend to be life-giving for your family like it's really it it is actually enjoyable to be with them Uh, and you enjoy being with them for the most part if not not always but i would say for the most part 
Whereas I think for me and my story, uh, holidays, mm, they were more of an inconvenience. They were, they weren't necessarily seen as something enjoyable or life-giving. It was more of an obligation almost. And so I think that's part of where we um, were tripped up often in our marriages. It's not as if I would dread being with my own family, with you and the kids, uh, but it was as if it was like, oh, almost like it was work versus pleasure or enjoyment. And mm-hmm. that often translated to you of, I think, uh, does it, this doesn't matter to Steve or it's not, it's, it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. care. And that, that wasn't true, but I don't think we were able to have a conversation about it because we weren't aware of how our own story again was intersecting with our way of navigating those, this particular time of year. Right. And it's easy to, I think, to make assumptions, you know, like I, I know oftentimes I might have made an assumption that, oh, Steve's not enjoying my family or he's not enjoying doing what we're doing. or And for you, you're bring, like you're sharing right now, you, you brought in maybe this perspective of this is a lot of work. And, and so you're kind of waiting for, you know, something to go wrong or you just have a limit. There's only so much social, you know, you're more of an introvert. And so you can only do social for so long and then you need a break. And there, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think. But I would say, for I would men, fight it. Yeah, right? you would fight it, and and actually, uh, for years, I would actually believe there was something wrong with me, because I couldn't. I maybe I couldn't keep up. I didn't have the kind of the pace maybe that you could keep socially or especially with family. So therein lies again the tension for for many of us and those of you listening is the same kind. Not it's not that it doesn't have to be the same, but it's similar. Around one might have a different need during this season, right? And I'm and I'm sure there was this judgmental sense from me, like, "What's wrong with you? Why, why are you going back in the bedroom? <laughs> Come back out here. The people are still here." And it was a it was a very strong frustration that I had, like, "What is going on?" Um, it wasn't even you know I'm having to carry everything. It was more like, "Come on, you need to be out here," and and huge game changer when I think we were able to understand. Oh, you you know, for you to understand me, I need people over. It's okay to still do it, but I might be slipping out. I might be taking a break. I might be painting a bedroom. And I and I think what's helpful about that is it's not simply a way to avoid, but it's a way to cope. It's right. a way to care well for for self and for you and for me to bless the other in what they might need in that way. So I think that's our invitation is how will you, we, be somewhat, again, intentional about being aware of what the other might need in this extended time with family? Uh, I think we found, and for many couples have found this to be true as well, is that it is helpful to have some some level or experience of consistency or connection throughout the, throughout the days or hours uh, with family, meaning that if if we are with a fam- our family for a few days or more, uh, or a family is with us for a few days or more, it, it is helpful to have a what we might say just an intentional time of connection. Whether that's for a few minutes with a cup of coffee before everybody's awake, or I think you know before we retire. I don't know what that word means, but retire for the evening like makes us sound a little bit <laughs> different generation, but. <laughs> Before we say goodnight or, you know, move away from family, literally uh, into our own room, like just or, to have or some. Or if one of us is going to retire earlier and yes. the other wants to stay out and yeah. party, to have that um, agreement that let's have a little conversation before 
mm-hmm. you know, maybe in private or whatever works for you. But um, finding those intentional times, I think, is really important. Yes, it is. And I think it's important because it it just says again to the other that, hey, we have different needs here, maybe. Uh, and And I get that this is what you need and this is what's important to me and how we might honor, bless, be kind to the other's need, even though it might be different. And it actually might be a bit disappointing at times too. Like you said, one of us at times or both of us can say, how come or why or why not? And and we have different levels of endurance. We have different levels of sustainability. Uh, we have different uh, ways of being recharged. For some of us, that's more alone time. So being able to have space and time alone in the midst of being with an extended family allows us to be able not just endure it, but enjoy it. And I think that's part of the the process for so many of us is we're not even aware at times of what's happening for us. We're just reacting. And and if we just react, what tends to happen is we're not able to care well for one another in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And the word honor comes to my mind, just honoring, you know, your need to maybe take a break and, and you can honor my need to let people stay a little longer. And so if we have already had that conversation and we can bless and honor each other's choices, then we might be able to do more of what we really enjoy, which is going to bring connection between us because we, you know, we're going to understand one another. And Mm so it's not that really anything has changed. We, we maybe can't change the traditions that the family, you know, we always get together at this time and do that meal or whatever it is, but we can change the dynamic by just honoring each other and, and, and understanding it, which I think has to usually ha- happen ahead of time. So maybe we should have done this podcast two weeks ago, but um, here well, we think, are on the week of Thanksgiving. It, yeah, it can be done. I think now it can be done tomorrow. It can be done next week. It can be done next year. What I think the highlight intentionality of this is that we would be curious about our spouse's story around regarding holiday season time with extended family. What's that like for you? Uh, And what was it like for you? How did your family tend to relate to one another in the, in the busyness? Uh, Was it seen or did it feel like it was more of a chore or was there enjoyment? Uh, What tends to happen? Was, was play a part of, of the time together or was it just busyness? shopping activity there wasn't a sense of feeling settled or being settled so mm-hmm. there are there are so many different ways that we experienced this kind this season while we were in our own family while we were growing up that tend to impact the way we we relate to one another in marriage at times during the season so that awareness that understanding i i think helps cultivate a sense of connection in the midst of what can feel overwhelming at times mm-hmm. And then conversations that, you know, what is it that you're looking forward to? What do you enjoy most? What's your... Or not enjoy. Right. What's Or what are you dreading? <laughs> you know, dread. and what's uh-huh. the duration and mm-hmm. which which people do you need more support? Mm-hmm. You know, there might be a time when you're going to go to a holiday party and, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you want to say, it's really stressful for me when you go off and talk to everybody else and, and I feel like I'm left, you know? And so just these simple conversations that can say, can we just check in once in a while during the party or can we make sure we leave by a certain time yeah. or yeah. whatever it is that we can agree upon. But 
it's really helpful to do it ahead of time so that well and what's helpful too in that in doing doing that ahead of time for, for us and for, for couples in general is is it goes back to that foundational question of what what do you need or what would be helpful we i think we all and we might not honestly say this but i think we all have certain fa- certain family members that are difficult to be with for for whatever reason uh, and so we we might feel a bit anxious a little mm, there's some unrest and so being mindful of that on behalf of our spouse while we're with them uh, maybe coming alongside of them sitting with them whether that's on the couch during the during the hors d'oeuvres or sitting at the table whatever it is or even just saying let's go take a little walk let's outside go take a, and- sure anything that we can offer our spouse to care well for them when we know that something might be activated triggered uh, it a little distress even in the midst of that person or being in the presence of that person. And this is not to say that has to be true for all of us, but I think it, it is more true than we want it to be. And, and just the acknowledgement of that, the awareness of that, it's not meant to blame. It's not to judge. It's just to say, this is difficult for me. And I think I need a little bit more of intentionality, a little bit more of um, your kindness along the way. Uh, maybe you are aware of, when I might be feeling that way that you're able to pursue or able to engage or have a conversation or simply just being aware that this is hard for me. It, it, it I think it allows us to sustain moments like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think awareness is really the key. Again, as we often say, there's really not that much that needs to be said or that much that needs to be done. Oftentimes it's just the awareness. Like you have that certain look or you say you need a little break here, don't you? And kind of giving giving the other the freedom to take that break, or you need a little support, you know, or whatever it might be. But it's the awareness really that makes you feel better. Like mm-hmm. you understand me, you mm-hmm. you know what I'm thinking right now. You yeah. can see that look on my face, and it is, and just acknowledging it is that it's the awareness, and and as you've named too, I think it's also the kindness toward what the other needs, even when it might be different than our own. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>